cute theme song. I have a little bunny. His name is. He's really funny. He's my honey bunny. You're supposed to say she. You know this by now. She's my honey bunny. Oh my god. Hi, and welcome to I'm the Funny One. With Pam and Sonny. No, it's like featuring the fabulous husband and wife duo, Pam and Sonny. Fabulous husband and wife teams, Pam and Sonny, coming to you from our basement. In Cincinnati, Ohio, where our slogan is, life sucks. So find the funny. There you go. So welcome to our third episode. Um, we hope that you've had a chance to listen to episodes one and two. and um, Which are now available on Anchor, SoundCloud, and even iTunes. And wherever podcasts are found. Are downloaded. That's right. Anyway, um, where are we going to start today? What do you think we should start with? How about... Oh, we didn't do our sponsors. We didn't do sponsors yet. Oh, that's right. So, like, I think we should start with one of the most important sponsors. Okay. And that is Our Democracy. Our Democracy is sponsoring today's show, and it says register to vote. And if you already have registered to vote, make sure you get your tush out to the polls in November, or if you have a primary coming up, get out to the polls now, or whenever the primary is, and vote. Be involved. Learn. Do your homework and be ready to, to vote. Many states you could vote by mail. And so get out there and do your civic duty. There you go. So that is our first sponsor of the day, Democracy Calling. And we don't want to um, risk our democracy any more than we already are. So do your thing. Okay, the next one is, of course, Be Bold Creative in Cincinnati, Ohio, your digital marketing and design agency um, that can do it all. Um, the next one is what? Honey? New Growth Advisors, your go-to firm for profit improvement, profit enhancement, cash flow improvement, and when your company just generally needs to be doing better. Okay, and that's where? In Cincinnati area, but works in Ohio, Indiana, Kentucky, West Virginia, and Tennessee. Okay. Well, awesome. Well, thank you, New Growth Advisors, for sponsoring today's show. And then our final sponsor of the day is a brand new sponsor. It's the Smoke Detector Flag and Confetti Company. And if you listen to our second episode, you'll know what that is. Um, our new invention has now, you know, taken off, and uh, the one that we discussed on the last show, and, and now they're actually sponsoring uh, the third episode. So thank you and welcome, Smoke Detector Flag and Confetti Company. Taking the smoke detector world by storm. That's right, just like us. And a shower of <laughs> confetti and flag tell you when to change that battery. That's right. We we just need to actually invent it, and uh, then then we'll have some. Well, there. first things first. We that's have right. the, the name. That's right. That's right. Um, so we're just going to start off with a quick, you know, funny fashion uh, segment. Um, you know, we went over the crossbody boob, the crossbody booty. We talked about a yoga pants. Today's episode um, is going to focus on men in particular. And Sonny, I don't know, what do you think of those guys? Usually they're older, like over the age of 60 or 70. And they wear black knee socks with sandals. It's it's a look. You know, it's not something you generally <laughs> see in Esquire or GQ, but uh, you do see it out at the mall. Well, or out on the, the street. The pool, the street. Yeah. And it's even... Sometimes it's black socks, sometimes it's a white socks. That's true. Like, we saw a guy that was wearing, like, white ankle socks the other oh, day with yeah. sandals. And we thought, now there is a look. I mean, and oftentimes they have, like, the plaid shorts with the striped shirt or, like, the totally different patterns going on that don't even match. 
So it's not a look the mirror likes. There's no. No. Well, maybe they don't even look in the mirror. They may not. That's possible. But anyway, I don't get why. Like, if you're wearing sandals, why are you wearing knee socks? And like, maybe they're like those compression hose things for the guys, but. Like with shorts and uh, anyway, it. I, I don't see many that are compressionists. I mean, these look like socks. I know, right? And sometimes they're pulled, you know, way up. So it's not even like they're like down toward the sandal. They're like pulled way up, like. Right, on the knee. I'm like almost any- trying to make a statement. Right. You know, Maybe how nerdly I am. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, because you know about how to make those kinds of statements yourself. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> the next one in men's fashion has to be. The infamous Speedo bathing suit. Now, I don't get it. Maybe you can help me explain it. I know you don't wear a Speedo. You wear those giant, like, short things. I wear the short, yeah, the short The trunks. Trunks or boxers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go down to your knees and, like, I get that. That's that's a good look for you, lovey. That's one thing. Yeah. Yeah, the Speedo is a different, it's a different look. It's a different thing. It's, I imagine, comfort, although some of them don't look comfortable and sometimes they got the tuck under going so it's not even in the front and uh it just does not look comfortable under well wait i don't understand something so like it's like they're wearing their underwear and usually again it's like the older guys with the big beer bellies that are wearing these things because they can't see down there so go back to the mirror so they're standing there looking down they haven't seen that thing in a few years okay so they don't know what's going on down there. All right. And so they're so like they, kind of whatever I put down there is what I put down there. I guess. But like let me ask you the really like sensitive question. So like they're on the beach where they're seeing a lot of bikini babes and mm. things like that. Like what happens? Like when you're in a Speedo, it doesn't leave much to the imagination to begin with. Like if they kind of see somebody that like, you know. They're interested in. Yeah. So to speak. It's time to suntan your back. No, but then it's sticking up, like if you're suntanning. You oh, I see what you're saying, like lay on your stomach. You lay on the stomach. Oh, like kind of hit the sand you as fast the, as you, you can. You put that, that towel down and you're, you're tan in the back. Okay. You got to keep it even. <laughs> you have to dig a little hole first before you can. It depends on who it is. <laughs> I guess that's well, true. Well, Howard Stern says, hung like a squirrel. That's so right, that's right. Not that deep a hole there. <laughs> okay, well, anyway, guys, you know. You know what salute. they say about big thumbs? That's true. I don't actually know what they say about you. Anyway. Um, Okay, so salute to, like, men's fashion today. And and thank you guys for, you know, keeping it real. Uh, And uh, keep uh, putting those knee socks and Speedos on. All right, so the next segment that we're going to get to today, I think we should go with Pam's Peeves. And... Oh, wait, you did mention something about, like, tucking. I wanted to go back for one second. The Speedo, you can't let that go. I can't let it go. Okay, so one time I went to the gym, and I saw, like, someone we know who shall remain nameless, and he was wearing, like, yoga pants, Mm -hmm. like, as tight, like, spandexy pants. And I really, I swear to God, I was not, like, looking down there, because, like, I'm not. But you just can't help but notice. It's like a car accident. It's hard to look away. That... Well, I couldn't in this case because he had no thing there. Like, it was missing. It, it must be the tuck under. That's what Sonny said. He said, honey, I think he tucked it under. And I'm like, how can... I mean... That like, cannot be comfortable. <laughs> I mean, come on. And then you're trying to work out. So now you're moving your legs. I know. But, like, it was either, like, he tucked it under or maybe he has to have something there because he's got some kids. And, like, I know at least at one point it was there. 
It had to have been, right? They look too much like him. That's our belief. That's our belief. But, like, I don't know. Like, let us know if you guys know of other guys that do that. Right in. Right in about the tuck under. But why would you do that? That's my question. I guess... It goes back to that perhaps getting excited at the beach. Yeah, but ooh. You can't tan the back. I, you know, I don't know. What if he, like, sees somebody walk by in some cute little workout outfit? Does it, like, spring from between his legs and, like, ouch? I or, don't know how But that then works. there's no room in that, in those yoga pants. That'd be pretty confining. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, I just wanted to kind of bring that up because that was weird. And it's like, what do you say? Well, you don't say anything, but you're like, really, dude? Like, well, you were is, looking. I, well, I didn't mean to. Do you think he know, knew you were looking? He might have. Uh, it's, <laughs> okay. But, I mean, that was just weird. I'm sorry. And that club has a mirror. So it's not like... <laughs> I mean, some of these guys at home with the, the sandals and the white socks, we're speculating they're not looking in the mirror. The speedo, the guy can't see it anyway. But at this particular club, there are mirrors. There are actually mirrors in the workout area. But what I, okay, so I get, like, he doesn't want to have, like, this bulge in his pants. But, like, wait, that brings me to one more thing, and then mm-hmm. I swear we'll go on to Pam's Peeves. Like, when you go to the ballet, I do not get why those guys run around in tights with that, like, big thing in the You can't, like, focus on the dancing. Well, those guys, I think, have, like, cups on. I think that's a oh. different thing. And that's why they have that bulge there. Because they look giant. Yeah. I think, they, I think they have cups on or something like that. It's, like, seriously? Yeah. I mean, what is that about? They're supposed to be all manly, lifting up the girl, and they're wearing these tights and prancing around with this big bulge in their... I mean, seriously. Well, but maybe that's the ball, ballet. Is a man ballerina a ballerina? No, I don't think he's so. A, he's a what? He's a ballet dancer. Ballet dancer. I, I think there's probably something more specific than that. But Okay, so he's a ballet dancer, and he's wearing that cup-looking deal because... He wants to enhance he wants, himself? He, no, I I, I, met, I don't know if it's for safety, if it's for... Maybe she'll of, kick him when she's lifting her up? A uniform look, yeah. You know, a uniform look so that... Oh, yeah, like the, the um, what do you call them, the Rockettes? They all have to have the same length legs? Well, yeah, I mean, just so... So maybe all the guys in the ballet, the ballerina, ballet dancer guys have to have, like, the same size... That profile-looking thing, I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right, well, that, uh, that's Some that. Some personal research. That's right. Actually, yeah, if anybody knows, let us know. Yeah, we um, just don't know. Okay, so, so all right. Well, thanks for indulging me there with that. Um, so now we're going to go on to Pam's Peeves. And, like, this is something that just really pisses me off. You'll see, like, a mom with a stroller and a bunch of kids, like, say, going to the mall. And you kind of run up and, like, grab the door for her because you know she's got her hands full. And, you know, to be nice because it's, like, what you should do so for your fellow man. Or got woman. a lot of bags or the children are in tow. Right, or maybe, a like, stroller. I've done it, too, when they're elderly or whatever. And then before you know it, they're walking through the door with their 300 people. And they look right through you as though you don't exist, as though that is your job in life to serve them and they don't even say thank you. Very entitled attitude. It's bullshit. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. So, like, a lot of times I go, you're welcome. And then they look at me like I'm the bitch. Like, <laughs> really? I mean, that's the thing. I It makes me crazy. I, I'm sorry. So, and, looking at you mad, do you think, nonetheless, they're appreciative of you opening the door? Or they just think that's their right? They're, I, they're there. Their hands are full or they're busy. And you're doing them a favor, but they really don't look at it that way. 
Right. They don't look at it that way no. because they're like entitled. They just think that's what you do. Well, and think about it. Half the time we're in a hurry and Sonny is like the nicest guy that ever lived. And like literally he's even worse than me. Like he will hold the door. 7,000 people will come out and, you know, nobody like takes the door from him and he'll just stand there. But there's a reason for that. Because yeah. in olden times, yeah. which is what our kids, I think, used to call it, <laughs> in olden days. times, in old days, days, back in the day, if they what they say today, mm-hmm. is that's what people did. I mean, you, you were taught to be polite, and part of being polite was holding the door for somebody, or if they held it for you, saying thank you or perhaps returning that favor. And well, I don't know if I think that, that, uh, that, that is lost on our culture. Well, and some people, that's true. Every mm-hmm. once in a while, someone will say thank you. And then you feel like saying to them, oh, my God, thank you for saying thank you. Like, right? <laughs> I mean. They've acknowledged it. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. And it's not like I'm doing it to be thanked. But then you're kind of like, well, they should at least say thank you. And uh, sorry. Um, so so that bothers me. And it's kind of like in traffic, if you let somebody in, mm-hmm. um, th- they need to, like, kind of raise their hand in the rear of your mirror and just kind of, like, thank you. And, like, so I'm, many people don't. That, I think, is really different depending on where you are. I, right. I really do. Because I think in certain places, that's expected. And then I think in other places, like, even turning on a flasher to even be... Um, to, to try and get into another lane is, like, unacceptable because people speed up. They're going to try and cut you off. They So they almost take that as, as a, like, a some somebody's... Um, they could submit, and I'm going to make sure that they don't get into this lane. So it's like you don't use your flashers. You don't wave to somebody. Well, that's me. I don't let, don't them, let in. them in. If, see, that's the thing. Well, if they're try- if I've been sitting there waiting to get off like an exit ramp or something. Well, if they're trying to cut in. Right, and they're trying to cut in. I'm like, oh, sorry, no way. And like, in fact, I'll kind of like juggle two lanes just so I can screw them over. Because right. But who does that? Me. <laughs> so when, when you're in a hurry and yeah. you're saying, what do you say? Don't wait in the line. Go up to the front. I know. And he puts his signal on and, and no one lets in. him in. I'm like, you can't put your signal on. But then I always thank them when they do it. But that's the thing. See, so you thank them. So you cut in. When I got in front of them, I thank them. That person's been waiting, you know, five minutes. Right, but it was so nice of them. Maybe they think I forgot that that was my exit. Like, that's what I'm always hoping. Oh, so you're... I'm like, oh, yeah, like like I forgot to get off there. Oh, I could have had a V8, that where you hit your head. Yes. With your hand. You're like, oh, I... Gosh, I didn't realize that. That is what I imagine. Like, in my head, my scenario is, they went, oh, my God, that lovely lady who just gently cut in front of me and did thank me. And and thank me. She didn't know. She didn't know. Or, like, wait, she just got a call that said, "Uh, honey, can you please pick up some apples because we're running low? And then they're like, oh, my God, good thing you told me. Because, I mean, here's the exit. I better get off right now. And And apple season is soon to end. (laughs) That's right. You've got to cut in right now. Right. To get to the store to get those yeah, last and apples that's what I'm of the season. I'm envisioning that that's what they think, but I always thank them after I cut in front of them. And I always tell you not to put your signal on when you're trying to cut in front of somebody because just like you said, they're not going to let you in if they see that you're trying to get in. So that provides that forethought that they know by using the signal that I knew I was going to try and cut in. Yes. So then they're mad. Yes. But the way you do it, in their mind, you know that they're thinking there's some emergency Somebody's had a health emergency, there's been a death in the family, and you've got to cut in. But nonetheless, you're going to wave. I always do. You wave. And the best thing to do is get in front of a truck, because they, you know, like when it's stop and go traffic, because they can't get up enough steam right away. They don't accelerate quickly. Right in front of them. Yeah, that's like totally the best if you can do that. Do you think that trucker also thinks... 
that there was an emergency and there was a death in the family. It's the end of apple season and you've just got to cut in. And they're thinking, oh, that lady. No, I mean, but if you like show them a little cleavage, though. <laughs> oh, okay. That's a joke. Okay, I'm going to write that down. In this Me Too world, I don't want anyone to think (laughs) that I would ever use something like that uh, to get in front of a truck. So, there you go. All right, we better move on. Officer, how fast was I going? (laughs) I I do get a lot of speeding tickets. I bet no one's surprised. Um, All right, so I think that we should do the next segment. Well, no, it's not. It's it's. I don't know if you call this a pet peeve. It's just something that I like. It bothers me. Mm-hmm. Like when we were over, we went to see Trevor's new house. Trevor and his wife mm-hmm. just bought a new house, and it's, it's fantastic. Moved. It's beautiful. We're so happy for them. But I saw on the shelf that they had the book, The Giving Tree, and it just like reminded me how much everyone loves that beloved, like iconic book and you picked that out of a lot of books so yeah this, this he, is, he had like a billion books I think and i important. saw that book you, and i went oh there's that book that everyone loves except for one person who is that person honey you that is right how much do i love that book you you can't it seems to me that you can't stand it and you actually <laughs> use it as a it, it, as a characterization of certain particularly mothers that's right i think that it is like i'm sorry Please forgive me. What's his name? Shell Silverstein? Shell Silverstein. He's dead. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, he's up in the sky, and I, like, you're a brilliant guy, and I really, like, with all due respect, here's my take on this thing. For anybody who's read the book, and I can't remember it exactly because I try not to, like, look at it anymore, but I got it when the kids were little thinking, oh, isn't this sweet? Like, everyone talks about this. But then I started to read it. I'm like, oh, dear God. It's like the tree loves the boy, and so the tree gives the boy shade, and the tree does this for the boy. Because it's real hot, the boy's worn out. All right, and he, like, okay. you know, uh, does something with the branches. I think he wants to build a boat to go away, and the tree says, use my branches and use that wood to build a boat, and you'll travel. Or okay. something like that, right. So he's doing all these wonderful things to the boy. I don't think, speaking of things, I'm never once does the boy say thank you. That's so true. that's it's probably like, opening the door. like I said, I don't like injustice. That's bullshit. That is total injustice right there at that damn tree. And that tree is like the best thing in that boy's life. Does everything for the stupid boy. And the boy becomes a man and the man somehow starts cutting the branches off and, you know, hacking at the Uses tree. The wood, I think, to build a home or something like that. Carves into the tree, does mm-hmm. all this stuff, and the tree's like, Hey, it's okay, I love the boy. You can just keep abusing the shit out of me. And so then, like, at the very end, the boy is older and, like, somehow... He's old and he needs to sit down. Yeah, so he cuts the friggin' tree down and he sits on the stump. And the tree is now dead and cut down, but the tree still loves the boy and is happy that it can provide a seat for the old boy. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm not reading this to my kids because it's a metaphor for, like, mothers or parents, I'm sure, the tree... And how it's like unconditional love. Well, that's bullshit. And giving everything. Right. Yourself and your body and your soul and your being. Yeah, literally. And until you die for your kids. And not once does this boy ever say like how much he appreciates the tree or what the tree's done. It's like, where is the give and take tree? It's no, it's just the giving Giving tree. And I, that upsets me. It's a very one way road, but you do nonetheless help the book live on. How do you help the book live on? Because I keep talking about it? Is that Because you, you keep talking about it, but it even it, it has a characterization. Oh, because the tree, the book is made of trees? Book's made of trees. <laughs> but even beyond that, you actually characterize certain people as stumps. 
Oh, that's true. I do. Like, stop being a goddamn stump. Yeah, what's that? Basically, like, don't let your kids walk all over you. And, like, you know, stop. Like, I mean, you know, we love our kids beyond everything, but they're not going to turn me into a stump. I'm sorry. And, like, I, some of these mothers out there are, like, you know, just are, like, doormats. I was waiting for you to say that. Yeah. that's, That's the equivalent is the doormat mother or parent. Right. Who Don't gives be a everything and really gets walked all over? The stump is the, the another way to basically say that same thing. Yeah. So we don't want like as parents, we don't want to be the stump. So do not be the stump. And think about this next time you read the Giving Tree. <laughs> and actually, it did just occur to me, like I just said, that the stupid book is the made, made of paper, trees. and so the tree has also given its life. For a really bad story Even that a story. lot of people can read. That tells the parent they really stop being a stump. I know. That's the book I'm writing. I think next week's episode is going to be sponsored by Stop Being a Stump by okay. Pamela. Printed on parchment. <laughs> there you go. All right. So the next thing we're going to tell you guys is what I am calling the not-so-funny. And we have to be a little careful here because I'm on the Homeowners Association board. Oh, yeah. So we... But you just want to set that up because it could be a conflict of interest. But I'm going to participate. And I'm not going to recuse myself. Okay. This isn't like a Russian investigation. But nonetheless, we're going to talk <laughs> But then nothing quite is like nothing a Russian, like a Russian investigation. It's, it's something different. Because if it was, it would be absolutely nothing. Okay, so where so were we? So shout out to our sponsors voting. <laughs> Democracy in action. Oh, no, we're being hacked by Russian spies. Stop, <laughs> stop. This is fake news. Um, okay. Where were we? What were we talking so about? So I'm in the homeowner association. Oh, yeah, yeah. But something happened just recently. We got this really cool sign that we saw at a friend's house. And we were able to get one at a faith fair. And we brought the sign home. We're very excited Yeah, it was about like it. this cool thing where like all these different faiths and all of like the area came together. And you could go to these different booths and learn about like Hindi and Hindu and Zoroastrianism. And, yeah, and like I'd never even heard of some of these Sikhs things. Sikhs and it was really cool. Yeah, it was super cool. And like one of the booths, they had these signs that we saw at our friend's house. And we thought, oh, this is so cool. We love that sign. We're going to get one. And we made a donation and we got the yard sign. And we put it in our yard. And here's what it said. Like it said like in Arabic, like a, sen- a sentence, in Spanish a sentence. And oh, it just had a little hiccup. Sorry. Um, I wasn't drinking, I swear. And then there was a sentence in English that translated it all that said, no matter where you come from, we're just glad you're our neighbor or something like that, right? That's exactly right. Okay. And it said it in all three languages. And we thought, that is so lovely because that's totally how we feel. And we live in a pretty diverse neighborhood with people from all over the world, really. Um, And and many who speak other languages. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we thought, oh, this will be so nice to put up and just show, like, how, you know, we really are happy we're all here, right? So what happens? Sonny gets a friggin' email from the homeowners association saying we gotta we have to take our sign down because it's against the rules of the association. It's against the homeowners association rules, right? And I just know that that like there's some there's a couple people down at the end because we kind of live at the like sort of end of the cul-de-sac, so like very few people actually like who are driving or whatever pass it. So I know that the super duper. Guys who don't believe what we do politically, we're probably like, let's turn them in. And I'm thinking, you know, and let's get that taken down. So we had to take our neighbor sign down. You know, I mean, isn't that because the, of likely a neighbor's, because of the neighbor's complaint? <laughs> right. 
because the neighbor we think you think really don't doesn't agree with the message. Yes, and how can you not believe it? I agree with that message. Like how? And I think because they're thinking that this is our statement against like the tougher immigration laws and whatever else, and which I think it kind of is, but it doesn't matter. But nonetheless, you're right. You know, the thing is, I keep saying to them, I'd agree with you, but then we'd both be wrong. <laughs> so, so you think it was based on a complaint, and then that? Yeah, I totally. What do you think? I, you know, I don't know. I know that there's a lot of adherence to these rules, like you know, you're not supposed to paint a particular color. You can you can paint the exact same color, but if you're going to change colors, you have to get it approved. You if you get a different style garage door, you have to get it approved. Your no one gets them approved. No one. And what about the guys? Remember the basket house? I remember the basket. Oh house. my god! Like if you know what topiaries are, um, those so these bushes. were evergreens that were cut. Yeah, in a certain way to look like baskets. Things. I mean, like giant Easter baskets, and like I, we couldn't believe it. But it was there for there years. There were like six of them, in and the, then on Easter they actually put giant, like pastel-colored Easter eggs in the, in baskets. the baskets. And it was like, are you kidding me? Now maybe so, they were allowed to get away with that because it was functional, as opposed to our signs, which weren't. Well, maybe we can make a bird feeder out of the sign. There you go. And then it'll just, it'll be part of the bird feeder. Maybe we don't need to get that approved. Well, maybe. That's true. But then the birds will like poop all over it like they do our mailbox. That's true. It looks like we got bombarded from above. And then but that's a be black like, mailbox with the white poop on it. The sign wouldn't be quite as bad. That's true. That's true. But anyway, I just thought that was like really awful and like totally unneighborly when we were trying to be just... Like amazingly neighborly. But the neighbor made us take down the neighbor sign. The, the, we're glad Our neighbor, neighbor which is BS, I guess because Mr. Rogers died and he said, won't you be my neighbor? So or Maybe it's a tribute. Okay. There you go. Um, all right. So I'm going to talk about what I find funny about Sonny. Okay. And last week we talked about how Sonny has like, what I think are giant thumbs and we sent out a picture of our thumbs on Twitter. Thumbs and, came out on Twitter. We yes. asked for... Some feedback, we're looking for that feedback. And still. a lot of people just wrote back, Oh my God, Sonny has giant thumbs. You're right. A lot of people. They said the monster lives on. Bigfoot is real. That's right. And then some people even like started to show us how they were like double jointed in their thumbs and it led to all kinds of like thumb fun. Okay, so we're having thumb fun now, right? Thumb that fun. was really stupid, but a bump. No, all right, so this is what I find funny about Sonny. Sonny has like this ridiculous sense of curiosity. Okay. <laughs> Can you explain what I mean by that, honey? I just ask why about a lot of things. And Wait. then I'll go and try and find out. But it's like a three-year-old when they say, why is the grass green? Why is the sun yellow? Why is la 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 la? And that's Sonny. Well, it's that youthful like... perspective on life. <laughs> right? it's, it's that not... Uh, you know, sarcastic or sardonic. You know, it's it's that youthful. Everything's fresh. Sense and new. of wonder. It's yeah, exactly. The wide eyes, the you know, looking out at the at the environment, and saying, "Oh my God, there's new stuff to see." Yeah, we'll be driving along seventy miles an hour. It's like, oh, look at the gargoyle on that building on the eighth floor. It's like smiling, and normally they're like snarling. Why do you think that gargoyle is smiling? It's a happy gargoyle, not yeah, a sad. Like, and I'm like, I don't scary. know. Like he he thinks I'm gonna give him the answer. He's always like, oh, well, why do you? Why is that? But is it gothic or is it a Marvel comic book? I know. Well, look? right. But it was like an old building. And like, anyway, it, it, the point is, Sonny will drive everyone nuts with like asking 
a billion questions. Like, you know, they'll go, oh, like, what do you do? Like, one time, I swear the guy probably worked for the CIA, and he couldn't talk about his work, but Sonny does not know how to read the room. The guy was truly trying to, like, like, you could tell he could not, he didn't want to or couldn't talk about his work, but you didn't, like, let that stop you. Oh, no. You just get, well, so, like, what is it that you do? Well, I'm in the, you know, uh, I'm, I travel a lot for my job. Oh, well, what kind of travel do <laughs> you, you do? Know? Well, just a lot of places. And he's like, oh, like what kind of places? Like national, like international, domestic? Do you well, typically travel economy class or business class? Right, right. And then like when you get there, what is the work that you do? And the guy's like, dude, like can't If you I tell? checked you out on LinkedIn, what would <laughs> <Right>? I find? <laughs> I mean, but it's like absurd. And like when I come in and he's watching TV, he's like watching these stupid, like what are those shows now? You've got so many, like, oh, I mean, some of them are interesting, but like, okay, like how it works, the way it works. Yeah, where they're building things, they're putting a stapler together, they're building, yes. you know, a car or a, a coin. Okay. How do they make a coin? How do they make the microphone? Right. How do they make wire? That's right. That's very exciting oh, stuff. stuff. And Sonny, like, literally takes instruction manuals, like, to bed so he can, like, read how to put the vacuum cleaner together. Like, so he goes step by step and reads the thing, and then, you know, he's informed. And there's new technology in that area, by the way. Maybe we'll talk about that next episode. There is? In vacuum cleaners or instruction manuals? Instruction manuals. Oh, called the internet? It's called the internet, but there's a specific, but I don't want to YouTube? foreshadow. Yeah, like I, but see, I'm so much the opposite that I literally once did put an entire vacuum cleaner together without the instructions because I, like, refused to read the instructions, and it took me six hours but I did it. And then had the hose on the wrong part of the <laughs> vacuum cleaner. I wondered why was the vacuum cleaner a blower? It's not sucking. I'm putting, I'm turning it on, and all of a sudden, all this air is coming out. It's clean. But, but thankfully, Sonny had read the instruction manual, so he knew. See, so we're the perfect couple. Isn't that true, honey? We're the perfect couple. So okay. true, so true. So that's what I find funny. Well, you came in the other night, Sonny. and yeah. I was watching book TV. Oh, yeah. And that was a person interviewing <laughs> the author of a book about the Flint water crisis, about lead in water. Okay, well, that is important, and it's really tragic, and it's ridiculous that that's still going on. Brought to you by our sponsor, Democracy. Democracy. But still, I mean, he was watching that for a really long time, and I don't understand. Like, book TV is kind of an book oxymoron. TV. It's uh, C-SPAN 3. Oh, now that's, I wonder how many viewers they have. Probably what? as many viewers as we have podcast listeners. <laughs> On the movie Dodgeball, they had uh, ESPN Ocho. Oh. So this is ESPN or C-SPAN 3. Okay. C-SPAN Ocho. All right. Book TV. Book TV. Well, there you go. Hey, they should be a sponsor. We should give them a call. Exactly. Um, okay. So I think we need to go to two quick final things. Okay. One is we're going to do... Uh, Funny family member, and la when mm -hmm. I think last time or the time before we did the beaverism, I think so. And that's Sonny's mom, Beaver Beaver, who at some point will come on and tell the chicken joke. That's we're, true. We're pretty confident. She's gearing up for that. Yeah. But right now, wait, she's at a funeral or she, no? She's at a funeral today, unfortunately yeah, yeah, yeah. today. Yeah. Um, okay. So we're sorry, Beaver, for the loss of your friend's husband, and we're now going to lighten the uh, conversation with a little Sandyism. Now, who is Sandy? My mother-in-law. That is right. My mother, Sandy, who, God knows, she is funny and doesn't even know it. But <laughs> we're going to talk about my mother's voicemail so messages. She Maybe for this episode, she's the funny one. Sometimes I laugh until I cry. Okay, right. <laughs> but 
she leaves these messages for me. And I don't know if it's just to be dramatic or what, but she'll be like, I'll get a message. First, it'll be like, hi, it's me. And you can tell she's really pissed that I didn't answer the phone. And she's like, I'm sure you're busy. You're always busy. Like, you're always working. You've got so much going on. So, like, you know, call me back and, like, I'll be here. And, like, um, I have to just tell you something about, like, Joanna's daughter. You're not even going to believe it. But call me when you can. Bye. And that's more information than I would think she usually usually is. Call me off something really important. Oh, well, that's true. She does also. There she is. Hello. Hello. Okay. Well, that just shows you, like, the professionalism of this podcast that, um, you know, you, you, you hear just, like, you get a slice of life. It's real life. Sunny. It's not this fake News. manufacturer. This is really <laughs> the way it is. That's right. It's real. It's it's like, this is us. You know, like that show. This is us. Exactly. Well, anyway, guess who was on the phone? Who was on the phone just now? I was right. It was Sandy. She must have, she does. She has like amazing like powers, like a witch, like witchcraft, you know? And I do say like, she's the medicine, you know, woman in our family because you'll be like, oh, I have a hangnail. Did you take something for that? Well, no, it's just a hangnail. Well, yeah, you should take an Advil. And I have it in my purse. Yeah, she always has things in her purse. So Advil, if you need to calm down, if you need to... Oh, yeah. She used to always be trying to push value money. (laughs) She'd be like, oh, well, you're really, like, anxious. You know, here, take a value. Oh, just take a half. Mom, what are you doing with Valium? Oh, I just have them just engaged. Just so you never know. I don't want a Valium. I'm sorry. And then, uh, you know, the other day, like, my uh, our son's girlfriend, she didn't feel well, so my mom's like... Oh, here, I've got Pepto-Bismol in my purse. Take two. Actually, you could take as many as four. You know, chew them up. No, no, chew harder. And if you need Maalox in a minute, we got that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, literally, it's like Mary Poppins with that purse, and it's got every kind of medicine you could possibly imagine in there. But anyway, I digress. So that was Sandy, and uh, we had to pick it up because we didn't want another message about how we never call her back. So. With a deep sigh. Yeah, that's right. Oh. Anyway. Will you check your messages? Right. So, you know, like today, for perfect example. So she leaves a message to say, call me back. Um, your dad is having problems with his eyes. Well, he's 80. My mom's 80. So, of course, like I zoomed to the phone. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What's wrong? What's wrong? What do you mean what's wrong? Why are you always so, like, upset? I'm like, Mom, <laughs> you just left a message at Dad's eyes. Well, wait. Why didn't you answer the phone? <laughs> and I'm like, because I was in the shower. It wasn't because I was trying to avoid you, although the way you act, I probably should try to avoid you more often. But, you know, God knows I, I don't. So what's wrong with Dad? Oh, he's fine. You know, don't worry. I said, well, you left a message and you told me to call you back because there was something wrong with Dad. Okay, well, it's really nothing. All right, Mom, do you want to tell me? Well, you know, it's like when we came to your house the other night and we all sat out on the deck and it was beautiful. Finally, the weather was nice um, and we were all out there and everybody was happy. And she's going to prolong this damn story until the cows come home. And the whole time. was cooking on the grill. Right, 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 right. Yeah, and it was beautiful. But of course, it always ends up to be my fault somehow with everybody in my life. It was because Dad was outside and you know his allergies. And I go, oh. Uh. His allergies. Yeah, all the trees you have back there, something must have blown and gotten in his eyes. I said, so what, are they itching him? No, no, he can hardly see. But he was able to drive to work and drive back again. I said, wait, so he couldn't see, but he was driving? No, he was okay. I said, so, Mom, like, is is Dad going to be okay? Yes, Pamela, I told you, you just worry too much. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, oh, my God, she gets me so worked up. And then once I get worked up, she gets upset with me for worrying. I mean, are you freaking kidding me? And you might be asking yourself, what kind of work does your 80-year-old dad do? And at some point, 
We will get into that. But needless to say that my father is protecting us all from harm. Thank God. Every day. Every day. The front line is there. You need me on that wall, as they said in the uh, few good men. You need me. You want me on that wall. He's on the wall for us. He's protecting us from the people evil that doers. are flying from evildoers. Yeah, that's right. And, and, and we'll give you a little hint. My dad works for CVG. Ladies and gentlemen, the and that airport. stands for the Cincinnati Northern Kentucky International Airport. And he is in security, baby. And he wears the whole nine yards, the jacket that says security. He's got the walkie-talkie on his, like, uh, shoulder. And he's writing the tickets, and he's telling you to move along. Move along. Move and, along. Yeah. Anyway, there's a whole story there. That's for next the next show. So uh, I think episode four, we should have a Ronism in there. Okay, we'll put, we'll put uh, one in there. His name is Ron. And It'll be difficult to keep it to only one, but we'll find. We'll, <laughs> well find there's one hopefully of the plenty ones. more shows to go because yes, they all, in their own way, have billions of billions of really fabulous stories. But needless to say, that if between now and then you are flying into CVG. Do not stop if, like, you're dropping your like elderly mother off or one of your kids. Just keep the car going and ask him to just gently roll out onto the pavement. Yeah, you could go, you know, a couple miles an hour, three miles an hour, and then just let him roll out. Yeah, let him roll Open out. Door, kind of then, the like, go back around and throw the luggage out the window. Because, you know, Ron will not let you stop. You are that not stopping. against the rules, and you will get a ticket. And that is, like, a fate worse than death. But anyway, that's for next time. So remind me that we have to, okay. to talk about that. All right, so now it's time for the big finish, the big funny finish. I'm not sure it's so funny, but to us at the time, it was like the thing. I swear, <laughs> we've been married for 30, well, at that time, 34 years. And I swear there was like one moment in there where I was like, is this going to be the thing that like breaks us up? And we're going to have another taste of it because recently we had a smoke detector. We've talked about it. That was low on battery. And we had a situation where we had a lot of smoke detectors in the house. Smoke detector was low in battery. And it was beeping. And they don't beep every 10 seconds, every 15 seconds. They beep like every minute. I'm deaf in one ear. It's very difficult to find out which smoke detector. So Pam, as she told you in episodes before, said, you've got to change all the batteries. And finally, she convinced me after a lot of arguing to change all the batteries. So I changed all the batteries. And what happened? There was still a beep. <laughs> still a beep. Still a beep. And we're like, okay, this is impossible. All the batteries have been changed. And one of our pet peeves was the we, but Pam will occasionally say, well... Can't we fix this? Oh, you and mean the royal we? The royal we. Yes, and in this was. instance, the we was me. And uh, I changed all the batteries. So then I said, all right, let's like go through and pull out all but one battery and see if it still goes. And then we'll go through all the other eight and we'll do the same thing. So and now we'll all see. the new batteries Because maybe, look, it is legit that maybe like a bad battery got in the batch. Could be. It's possible. And we've done that before, like okay. with the VCR and like whatever. So yes. And by the way, I have know. a battery tester, mm-hmm. so we'll okay. Okay, so but we went out and we went through the whole process, and still beep, beep. Yeah, and it was, beep and very intermittent. It's what they call like Chinese water torture, mm-hmm. and it was making us crazy. Like we could not, you know, you can't sleep. You can't, it was pretty loud. This was going on over like a twenty-four hour period at least. Yes, and it's really loud, so it just wouldn't stop. So now we have batteries hanging out of all the damn. Smoke detectors. And all the, like 10 of them or whatever it is. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And they, it's still beeping. So then I'm like, okay, there's like this is like haunted or something. It's like 
supernatural. The, the battery, so they're not even connected up, and they're still beeping. So, like, how is that possible? So, I take to the internet, of course, and I think, well, maybe there's an answer. So, I, like, I'm, like, I don't even know what to type in. Like, what do you type in for that? Like, my smoke detector's still going off and the batteries aren't in it? Like, I don't know. Is it like how your body still thinks you have an arm if it gets cut off or something? I don't know. So it's still beeping. And so finally, um, Sonny, why don't you tell them what I did? You are freaking out. So finally we're screaming at each other. We're just, it's just like, well, Sonny can't stand when he can't figure something out. Things are breaking down. I can't figure it out. He's I'm, really smart, and he hates when he so can't I, figure something so out. So I'm feeling like a lot of pressure. I'm like freaking out. I'm like, you take care of this. I can't figure it out. Right, and I wasn't asking you, though, to like figure it out yourself. But I felt... I mean, I was on the internet, but somehow you feel like the weight of the world. Absolutely. And it's like, I can I often never figure shit out, so I don't care. I don't feel pressure. I just want this like beeping to be out of my house and out of my ears forever. And Sonny's like freaking. He's like... God damn it, I can't figure it out. You figure it out. And then I'm like, well, I don't know what to do. And like, you know, all the batteries are out. We're screaming. I mean, at the top of our lungs at each other. And so finally I got so mad. I literally called the non-emergency fire department number for our little local suburb. And I'm like, okay, I'm really, really embarrassed. But I don't know what to do. And can you send some fire guys over to help us? And so... (laughs) Ten minutes later, the fire truck pulls up, and these two, like, super cute, if I do say so, firemen came to our house and looked around, and, honey, what did they find? So they have two good ears, and because of two of them, they're four good ears. And mine are two and, good ears, and with so their four good, So there's six good ears. And you have and one, one good mine. ear, so that's seven. And so they walk right into our office. Which is in the... And they Lower say, level. do you have other smoke detectors in here? And we said, no, we don't have any other smoke detectors in here. There's one up on the ceiling, and we had pulled the battery out of that. And so they reached into one of the, the uh, boxes on a table, and they pull out a carbon, carbon monoxide, monoxide detector. <laughs> that Sunny had where? What carbon monoxide detector? In the box. The one you were supposed to put up but never did. Oh, it was in the box. But what was wrong with but it? But it wasn't in a smoke detector box. It was like he had taken it out to put up, and then it got buried under a bunch of junk well, in the box. just keep stuff in the box. Oh, my God. And How so embarrassing. The smoke detector was beeping. No, it wasn't a smoke detector. It, it was, was a carbon, carbon monoxide. monoxide. That me. was the was thing beeping. that was beeping. And so they figured it out. Yes. This really... See, these Your firemen... Your at work. That's right. And I was, like, so humiliated because... and But they were really cute. You have to admit that. So the firemen saved us. That's right. From, our, from ourselves. That's right. <laughs> and so we brought them cupcakes the next day. And all is right with the world, but... We and then it was like I was so mad at Sonny because he's like yelling at me and like I can't believe like you know this is going on what are we gonna do and here it was all because of him to begin with so there you have it so that's a smoke to, the carbon monoxide detector story and it it's again kind of like a public service announcement change your batteries no that know where the smoke the carbon no. monoxide are do the chore that you were supposed to do to begin with and then you won't have the problem right. So change this, the batteries. Right. No, it's put up the carbon monoxide <laughs> detector. And then put the tools away after you're done instead of leaving them upstairs on the kitchen counter. But you, but you might need them again. No. <laughs> it's just like your old tennis shoes. You Honey, might need them to paint. I understand, but they don't go on the kitchen counter. Literally gotta, every damn time I've got to move the 300-pound toolbox back down to the tool bench, which incidentally, every time I clean it, it gets piled up again with your shit. 
Anyway, that's another story for another day. So we're going to end here because we actually have like a big thing happening at the house today. A big occasion, big event. A big event, yes. We are having a U.S. congressman come here for a fundraising event and we're hoping we're going to raise a lot of money to help him get to Washington. So on that note... Brought to you by democracy. That's right, exactly. And uh, we want to say our slogan, which is, life sucks, find Find the the funny. funny. Thanks Thanks for for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.